Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be joined by C. Lee Smith, the CEO and founder of Sales Fuel, a firm that was recently named the one top 10 sales enablement vendors in 2020. He was also named by Selling Power as just one of the six leading sales consultants for 2020 worldwide. He's also the author of Sales Cred, the definitive book on the number one problem facing sales teams today, their lack of credibility among buyers. He's also written the Amazon International bestseller, Hire Smarter, Sell More, a book that helps readers increase their bottom line by avoiding toxic employees and identifying and hiring sales rainmaker. Lee, thanks so much for joining us. Great to be with you, Seth. Thanks for being, letting me be on your show. Of course, my pleasure. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? How did you found Sales Fuel? Well, I started off in sales at an early age. I mean, I was in sales back in, back in high school. I mean, then I went in college. I sold for my, my college newspaper, sold advertising there. And uh, then continued to sell advertising after that. And uh, yeah, from, from there, though, I, I, it was painfully apparent then that salespeople were, you know, uh, just kind of going through the motions and trying to get through based on the gift of gab, rather than actually trying to provide, you know, real value and not just value, but like, you know, what I like to call you know, sales, we call it relevant value. And from there, it's like, what I learned to do was, was keep file folders of, you know, clippings from newspapers and magazines and newsletters and things like that. And I would share them with my accounts whenever I would go out. And, uh, you know, that made me a very credible uh, salesperson in their eyes so that when I came back to them and I had a proposal or an idea or a recommendation or whatever, they actually, you know, gave it consideration. And I closed more sales than anyone else on the sales team at that time. So, uh, you know, then what I did is I, I automated that whole process and uh, created a, a database where we used to send it out through through uh, regular mail, and then regular mail became fax on demand, and then the internet in 1995 was was my first uh, internet app. So uh, or my yeah, so that's uh, pretty much the history of how my company was founded. Awesome. Well, I love the fact that you solved a problem you had for yourself. It worked. Mm -hmm. And then you started solving it for others. And over the years, the technology to deliver that solution has involved, has evolved. How did you get named one of the top 10 sales enablement vendors for 2020? I think that, uh, you know, it's a matter you have to apply for it, you know, through selling power and we have to provide them with a bunch of information and interviews and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of we have to be provide innovative solutions. So one of the things that we do is like we have uh, through uh, 
on SaaS product called Sales Fuel Hire, which is which is used for help, helping you identify the toxic troublemakers and give you an opportunity then to identify then the salespeople who have real A potential. And then we also have a, a coaching software uh, platform where the point there is that it helps sales managers then automatically automatically provide coaching questions on a weekly basis based on the individual's strongest needs. And uh, so, so that's two of the things that we've, we've done there. And of course, we have another product then called AdMall, which is for the advertising industry. And uh, that is for, for helping the sales reps then become more credible with the buyers by being local marketing experts. And so, you know, I think it's the combination of, of those three SaaS platforms. It's, it's not that we've done anything in training because we, we haven't to date. That will change in 2021, mind you. But, uh, you know, it, it's all been about the SaaS platforms and, and being innovative in that, area, uh, that arena. That is absolutely incredible. You've evolved into, I mean, you could probably do an interview on each one of those. Um, mm-hmm. that, that, that's awesome. What inspired you to write the book Sales Cred? So the interesting thing about it is that, you know, I, I, many of the sales teams that I've been consulting, I, I just seen the same thing happening over and over again, whether, whereas, you know, they're selling, frankly, they're selling to B2B clients. And, you know, it's important to have a high degree of trust. And it's important then to actually come across, you know, what you're doing. And I, I see these salespeople routinely giving away their credibility, whether, you know, through the words that they use in their emails, their lack of follow through, their lack of follow up, uh, you know, just the way they conduct themselves in meetings on video or, or when you go online and you, and you check out their digital footprint and, and some of the things that you see there, you know, it doesn't make them out to be very credible sources of information and, and as someone that's actually going to be able to solve your problem or to help you accomplish or help you achieve your goals. And so uh, I just seen enough of that where I just decided I needed to write a book about it and, and, and try to give some folks some, some, some tips on how to avoid coming across as incompetent. So, or untrustworthy. So, you know, and it's really all about credibility. And I, and I know so much, so many people talk about in sales, they talk about, you know, we have to earn their trust and we, we want to become a trusted advisor. And then the question becomes, well, how do I do that? And, and the thing is that you can never hope to become a trusted advisor if you don't have a high degree of credibility. So you start there. It's like, what can you do to become perceived as more credible in, in what you say and what you do? Uh, from the buyer's perspective. And then, you know, in doing that research and running that part of the book, Seth, it's like it, it, it became apparent to me that it, what, what's happened is, is that so much in sales, we talk about, uh, you know, qualifying the buyer. We talk about how we're going to target the buyer and what, what process we're going to take to extract money from their wallets, you know, and, and, you know, are they a sales qualified lead and do they meet our ICP and all that stuff? And what we're not paying enough attention to then is how the buyer qualifies us. About 59% of them are already going online and researching the salesperson before they ever decide to meet with them. And so they've already got an idea in mind about what you're all about and whether or not you can help them or not and whether or not they're going to take your call, respond to your email or take your meeting. And so we just felt that it's really important then to talk about that as a, as a targeting aspect, as far as, you know, it's not necessarily the, the type of businesses that the companies want to do business with. It's a matter of, okay, who can a salesperson have the most credibility with so that they have a much better chance of being able to, 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 you know, to get their calls returned, have a meeting and being invited to compete for the business. Wow. Okay. So you said a lot in that answer and we can, let's unpack <laughs> at least some of it. So why do you think salespeople, sales professionals, especially B2B, because that's probably the primary, primary 
of our audience. We have a lot of business owners and sales professionals who sell to other businesses. Why do you think those especially have such a big problem, have such a big perceptual issue of being perceived and achieving that no like and trust factor? What are they doing wrong? Uh, a lot of times it's the words that they use. So it, it, it's, you know, we have a, I've created in, in my book, you, you'll see that there is a hierarchy of sales credibility and there are five levels of that. And the first one is, is that what the internet says about you. And we have already touched on that a bit, but the next part though is what you say. So it's the words that you say a lot of times it, it is, uh, and it's also how you say it. So if you come across as someone who's unsure or someone who's constantly qualifying yourself or, uh, you know, you're just, you're spitballing as opposed to, it's like, yeah, I've worked with clients like you. I've had success in, in working with other companies who have the same problem as you. Here's some case studies. Here's some testimonials that I have because I've achieved such a high level of credibility that they're willing to speak on my behalf. And if you're willing to, if you're able to do that, then you're going to have, have that credibility. The problem of it is, is that so many of the times they answer the question directly, Seth, is like, I think that it's, it's, it's a failure then to do enough pre-call research. Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll get information about the company. Only 52% of sales reps, you know, that we've surveyed in our Voice of the Sales Rep study in, in 2020, you know, say that before they meet with a client that they will actually check out their website. Wow. So, I mean, and then it goes down from there. So it's like, it's not enough that they don't, they don't know enough about the company. They don't know enough about who they're meeting with. They don't understand what the connections that they have. They don't know what's going on on the business category. I mean, if you don't know the, you don't know their business, then it's like how are you expected to be able to help their business? So that's the biggest thing is a, uh, low degree of pre-call research, I think, is actually what leads to uh, a low degree of credibility. Then it's like the little things that you say and do and sharing that lack of information that you have. All right. That says a lot right there. How does Sales Fuel and the other SaaS platforms help them overcome that? So the first thing is, is that as a sales manager, you, you want to be able to hire people then that, that, that will have a high degree of credibility with with your clients, with your customers. So it starts with the hiring process and then it becomes about coaching and development after that. So that's how those two platforms come into play. And then we have another platform then where what we do is like we create our own primary research you know, that, that, that's sales related or mar local marketing related. Uh, and we provide that then to, uh, to the sales reps. So they always have something new to talk about, always have some new insight then to be able to share you know, with their customer. Uh, so we do a lot of secondary research, but then we supplement that with a lot of our, our own primary research that's exclusive to us. And so those are little things that we feed to the sales reps then so that they always have value, relevant value to provide then to the customer. And then your system obviously does the delivery of that as well. So what we're doing is we're delivering that to the sales rep. The sales rep then, we made it really easy for them that they can copy and paste it into an email and into a, into a text message or a social media post or anything or a blog post for that matter. So we've made it really super easy to do that. Uh, you know, we have in the past toyed with uh, an automatic delivery mechanism then that, that delivers us straight to the, to the client. We found a lot of salespeople though feel a little uneasy about that. They want to have greater control over, you know, what emails get sent out. So, you know, we've kind of backed off of that one a little bit. Understood. I could totally see that being an issue mm -hmm. and that your, your flexibility, I'm sure, establishes your more no like and trust factor with your professional sales folks. So what inspired you then to write the second book, Hire Smarter, Sell More? So that book was based on, you know, I mean, some shared experiences that, that a lot of our clients have had and I've had personally. 
And is that, is that if you end up hiring a toxic personality on your sales team, uh, that's probably the worst thing you can do as a sales manager because every time, every opportunity, every open position that you have is an opportunity for a sales manager to tend to make the sales team better. And if you hire a toxic personality, not only have you failed to take advantage of that opportunity, but you've actually made the sales team worse because even if that toxic personality can perform and actually sell something, then it lowers the performance of everyone else on the team. So when you have the, and there's 13 different types of toxic personalities that, that, were, that are common in, in sales teams. And so I've identified all those three archetypes, made it easy for you to understand who they are, how to spot them. And of course, there's a, there's a lot of science and the psychometrics behind that then that, that, that helps you, that you know, helps you, it's like an early, early warning detection system then uh, to make sure that you, you know what you're dealing with and you don't hire them if you aren't willing to take on that risk. That is fantastic. So is this like a Myers-Briggs or something you would have somebody take ahead of time to identify that? Or is this a just, I read it, I stick it on my wall, stick it on my drawer and I look out for that? How does that work? Well, there, there, there's, the answer is both. Uh, so uh, the 13 types, definitely we, we profile all of those for you. And so you know what to look for there. Uh, the second one is assessment-based, and there are, there's four components to that. Yeah, there is a Myers-Briggs-like personality test that, that's there, but it's really important to not, not only look at behavior, but also then what their motivations are, and before, even more important than that, their values and their belief system. And so we measure those three things psychometrically, and then we also then put it in the context of the sales positions by, by also delivering a sales aptitude test. So between the four assessments then, patterns emerge, and the patterns are either in flow with each other, meaning that they all complement each other, or they're in, in conflict with each other. And we can learn things about that person beforehand based on either whether they're in flow or in, in conflict. And also they, then, you know, do they have empathy? Uh, do they have a, a, a strong desire then to make money or to be competitive or do they not? Uh, or are they someone who's going to give away the store? Or is they going to be someone who just wants to be liked by everybody but does, never actually gets anything done? So we're able to tell a lot of things like that based on four different assessments, not just the one, plus the 13 toxic archetype. So I love that you took a challenge or a problem that you were having. You figured out a way to solve it. You wrote a book. You built a SaaS platform to solve it for others. Is that, talk a little bit about, the because we talked about the first two. Now talk about the one for, I believe you said there was a third one for marketing agency. Yeah, well, so that was actually my very first one. Uh, and, that, and that came from back when I was selling advertising and, and for media companies. I mean, you know, back in the last century even. So that was the very first one. And uh, that's where I kind of learned to develop a sales, a SaaS platform and how I learned how to, to continually grow and improve upon it. And I took the lessons that I, that I learned from that SaaS platform then and brought that over into Sales Fuel Hire and Sales Fuel Coach. Okay. And then what's the next breakthrough tool you're building? So the next thing is that, you know, there is sales cred. And so, and so from the book, we're, we are developing a training platform uh, because it's a different way of looking at sales. And we really believe then that credibility is the master key that will unlock every step of the sales process. So whether it be in your prospecting, well, you're going to be able to, if you have a high degree of credibility, uh, you're going to have key decision makers in who are going to be less reluctant than to, to take a call or be seen in a meeting with you because they won't be afraid of how it's going to look to others in the company. 
It's going to help you with discovery because if you're asking smarter questions and you have a high degree of credibility, you're more likely to get honest answers and you're more likely to get information then that other competitors are not going to get. And you're going to be able to leverage that information then to overcome the objections at the end and to be able to close the deal at the end. So uh, what we're going to do there is not only provide a training platform, but then uh, take a lot of the insights that our research team has cooked up from their primary and their secondary research then and provide an ongoing platform then for, for credibility then to help salespeople of all types, not just those who sell advertising and marketing services, but for all types then to improve their credibility with the prospects. That's awesome. Now, does all of this sync into, let's say, a Salesforce or Oracle, Marketo, Infusionsoft, something like that? Or is that the next wave of you building your own CRM to manage all of this process? Well, I made the mistake of actually trying to create our own CRM. And it was a really good CRM. worked really well. And we had some modest success with it. But it's like you just can't really compete with the sales forces and the hub spots of the world. Uh, so now all of our tools then, then work really well with, uh, with the leading sales CRMs as well as HubSpot. What do you like best about what you do? Uh, for me, I like the constant reinvention and I've reinvented my company three times already. And then I, you know, even during COVID-19, which is really not a lot of fun for anybody. Uh, but the fact that there are new rules and, 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 you know, new guidelines that you got to play with all the time and uh, be mindful of, uh, you know, and to be able to adapt to that. So I love, I love being able to adapt to a challenge and to come up with new ways of looking at old problems. So you segue right into my next question with all the, I mean, you've achieved an immense amount of success. What's your biggest challenge now? Uh, my biggest, I, I think my biggest challenge is, uh, you know, getting the word out uh, about sales credibility and really making sure that, you know, I need to be out there as often as possible. So I thank you for the opportunity to be on your show, Seth, because it's like certainly a lot of people are going to, uh, going to be hearing this. And it's, uh, it's, it's a rethinking then of, you know, what people, a lot of salespeople think they already know. And so for me, the challenge is, is getting out there, particularly at a time with COVID. It's like, you know, there aren't opportunities for me to be on a stage in front of 500 people like I normally do. And uh, so, I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of virtual conferences and everything like that, but, you know, uh, and I'm having really great success there, but it doesn't really feel like the same. I love being able to meet people and, and, and look at people face to face and share stories with them. And that's just something that's, that's much harder to do these days. So doing a lot of writing and, and things like that. But uh, that's that's really the challenge for me is, is making sure that the world hears about it. Okay. And who is an ideal client for sales fuel? An ideal client would be a, a, a larger sales team. I mean, we have small sales teams. If you as 10 people, we have, we have companies in with, with 1,000 salespeople on their sales team. Uh, but, you know, a, a decent number of salespeople then, uh, and that with, with engaged managers then that actually care about their employees. Uh, and uh, I think that, that's first and foremost, but also then care about the reputation that, that their company and that, that their salespeople have with their customers. So we're looking for companies in with, with, with a good number of salespeople that truly authentically care about their salespeople and care about their customers. And so, How yeah, of course, we're a B2B company. So it's like we're looking for people in the B2B sector. How have you grown your own sales team? 
So on that, I mean, we eat our own dog food. So it's like the hiring process that I outline in, in Hire Smarter, Sell More. We follow that, that, that hiring process, you know, to, to a T and it, it's worked really well for us. Uh, and, and of course, it's just a matter of, you know, we hire a new salesperson, we get them up to speed, we have them generating revenue, we take that money, then we hire another salesperson. So that's typically how we do it. We roll our own. What are some of the examples? And if your client's data is confidential, obviously you don't have to share it. You can make up a name, ABC Incorporated <laughs> or something. But can you share with us some an, an example or two, a case study or two of the magical transformation that's possible that companies that sales teams have experienced by using your services? Well, we had an you know, uh, ABC Healthcare. <laughs> sure. And uh, what we did there was very interesting where they, they, they took our, our hiring and our, our, our coaching tools and uh, they're a company then that provides home health care services uh, to, to, to seniors and, of course, then the you know, people that are uh, rehabilitating and the like. And, uh, you know, the, the, we did a study recently called the American State of Credibility, and we found out that salespeople were among the lowest in terms of all the professions in terms of credibility, but the highest was nurses. You know, the question we ask here internally at Sales Fuel is just how, how can we get salespeople to behave more like nurses? Uh, and so that got flipped on its ear a little bit and said, well, couldn't nurses then act, generate sales? You know, and so what actually, what, how our tool was used in is to help the nurses then they were providing the home healthcare services and to be able to, to know their full product line well enough then that they could actually advise the patient then about, you know, what other services they you know, might benefit from. And they were incredibly successful with that. That I never would have thought of that. That is absolutely me either. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. Right. So for our folks who are watching or listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to get the books? And where is the best place for them to go to learn more about sales fuel? Well, for the books, Amazon.com, obviously, Barnes & Noble. I'm a big fan of, of, of Bookshop. Uh, that, that is a place that supports local bookstores. Uh, and, you'll, and you'll find it there. You can get it on your Kindle. Uh, in the months ahead, we also have an, an audio book, which I haven't recorded yet at the time of this recording. Uh, but that'll, that'll be out shortly. And uh, so that's where you go for that. For about the company, salesfuel.com is the best place to go. Uh, we have all kinds of expertise and insights there, blogs, podcasts, mobile apps. You know, check all that stuff out there. A lot of it's free of charge, white papers, research studies. And, uh, you know, and of course, obviously, we want to talk to you, too. That is absolutely fascinating. Incredible story. This has been Seth Green with C. Lee Smith of salesfuel.com. Lee, we know your time's incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Seth. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, and we'll see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.